I've uh, been uh, working with Teaching for Transformation at Legacy Christian School in Grand Rapids, Michigan for um, seven or eight years now, uh, and uh, working for uh, working for Teaching for Transformation for CASE, uh, the Center for the Advancement of Christian Education, I spend my summers uh, actually working on uh, leading the middle school master class. You've probably, if you're from a TFT school, uh, gotten emails that say, hey, sign up for this, and now you're hearing it in person. Hey, sign up for it, because it really is an amazing practice for you to um, hone your craft, to think with other great people. Um, Storyboards, that's what we're doing today. Uh, And I'm really eager to share parts of my journey, to share parts of my learning, and hopefully have you help each other as well. So um, one of our our regular protocols here uh, is to just take a little bit of time for us to get to know each other. And so I'd I'd like you to uh, turn to the people around you. If you already know them very well, you need to, I, I really would encourage you to stand up and walk over to someone else to share uh, your thoughts on these things. First of all, your thoughts on your name. Not the quality of it, but just telling your name. Your school, what you teach. Uh, Tim Luke's Legacy Christian School, 6th through 8th grade science. Uh, and uh, the instructional leader at Legacy Christian School. And then finally, honestly, how important is the practice of reflecting on learning in your classroom? And how often do you actually have your students take time to reflect on the things that they're learning? That's going to help us to just get a little bit of a mindset for where we want to go today. Okay? So let's take just a moment and turn to people around you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
teachers in early elementary, including preschool, okay, uh, what about mid to upper elementary, we can define that as three, four, five, okay, um, intermediate and middle school, six, seven, eight, and then we've got our secondary, okay, wonderful, well, middle school is kind of that weird in between, yeah, it's great. Um, how many of you say reflection's good? Okay. How many of you say I wish I did reflection more? Yeah, that's it's it, that's really the very very common and prevalent theme that I know that I have in my own classroom too. And so hopefully we're going to be able to do a couple things here. Number one. <laughs> We have lofty goals. <laughs> I can articulate the importance of using a dedicated space or a storyboard to help our classes to reflect on and grow in their understanding of God's story. And the second, this one I think is kind of, kind of going to fly out the window today. And because honestly, 50 minutes is not enough time to really do that justice. But maybe uh, this can begin a conversation. Okay. Um, just as a, a refresher, I know that we have at least one person here who uh, is not in a school that's part of the TFT network. And so this is our overview. And the overview has, um, it's always founded on that mission statement that you've got um, at your school. For me, uh, there's our mission. And the really big key is helping our students become Christ followers and kingdom builders. From there flows our own deep hope. Each of us has our deep hope where what do we really want our students to get out of their experience? Um, someday when I'm sitting in a nursing home, there are cobwebs on the door, maybe one of my students is going to see loops on the door and they're going to say, I had a teacher like that. And they're going to stop in. And I want to ask them at that point, what did you think I wanted you to learn in middle school science? 
And I really hope that they come to see we, you wanted us to see God's fingerprints all over creation and respond to God's call to care for God's creation. You know? And if they can articulate that, first of all, I feel really good because that's my deep hope. But second, if they can articulate it, hopefully they're internalizing it as well. Okay? Then we've got our core practices. And this is always the big key, that we've got core practices and we've got essential practices. The essential practices, even though they say essential, these are kind of the the vehicles, the tools by which we're going and having our storyline, or basically the gospel according to seventh grade science, in my case, or the gospel according to AP government. Right, um, And then we've got our through lines, the discipleship habits, the how do you live the story. And then finally, those formational learning experiences, the experiences that you've got in school and out of school that are going to help you to do the work of learning and do the work of living. Okay, Today, we're focusing on that and that. There we go. Storyline... That gospel story needs a place where it can exist so that students can see it and can revisit it. And that's what they are. They're a growing and organic part of our classrooms. They're not intended to be static. And I've learned that the hard way after years and years and years of failure. They're a place that narrate the story of our learning and they grow. I love this example right here. This is a Laurel example. God has begun a good work in me, and I'm growing. And look at what happens. The leaves and the hearts have things written on them. And students, throughout their reflection process, throughout the year, reflecting on the things that they're doing with other people, but also reflecting just on those lessons that you're teaching every day and that I'm teaching every day, how those help them to grow. Okay? This is, this battery is going bad. Okay, but what is the storyline? Well, I've got a really short, well, it's actually a long video, and it's a summary of Mark. I'm just going to show the first, uh, like, minute and a half of it, just so you get an idea of it. But watch how they graphically illustrate a gospel that's really familiar to us all. Uh-oh. Of course, we don't have sound. Okay, I'm going to skip the video. I know you wanted a video, didn't you? With the microphone right by the computer speaker? We could try it. It, it did go through it? It was very clear. Oh, give it, Clay. I can do things. Clay, do the magic. Um, let me find some buttons. There's one. Okay. All right, let's do this. You ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Is it? You gotta press play. Oh, Oh, that'd be a good thing to do. For the first accounts of the life of Jesus and our earliest historical traditions link this book to a Christian scribe named Mark. He was a co-worker with Paul, a close partner with Peter. And in fact, an ancient church historian named Papias, he recalls that Mark had collected all of the eyewitness accounts and memories of Peter and then shaped them into this account. But Mark didn't just randomly throw the pieces together. He's carefully designed this story of Jesus. 
In the first line of the book, Mark makes this claim about Jesus. It's the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now what's interesting is that this is the only time Mark is going to tell you what he thinks. For the rest of the book, he's going to influence you by simply putting Jesus' actions and words in front of you and showing you how other people react to him. Now Mark's designed the story of Jesus as a drama with three acts. The first one is set in Galilee, the third one is set in Jerusalem, and the second act shows Jesus on the way from one place to the other. And each of the acts focuses on a repeated theme. So in Act 1, everybody's blown away by Jesus and they're wondering, who is this Jesus? In Act 2, it's the disciples who are struggling to understand what it means for Jesus to be the Messiah. And then in Act 3, we watch the surprising paradox of how Jesus becomes the Messianic King. Let's just dive in and you'll see how it unfolds. And that's where we're going to stop. And I know that you would love to hear more about it. And fortunately, it's on YouTube. So you can look it up later on. Because the, I, the key to this, though, is this. That we the gospel according to Mark. can get rid of that. There we go. Nope. For the first account. Shoot. Hey, when that happens. Hold on. How many of you have ever been there before? <laughs> right? Okay. Well, anyway, you could just see the behind there, you can see this whole infographic that they end up building, this whole comic strip that shows the whole story of Mark. And if you watch this whole video, which doesn't take too, too long, it's nine and a half minutes. I will guarantee you that your understanding of the book of Mark, of the gospel of Mark, is going to be enriched. Because taking a look at a familiar thing and reflecting upon that allows the Holy Spirit to do things that you would never expect. I've seen that in my reading of, of the gospel through um, reading the Immersed Bible. There was a sectional on that a little bit ago. And I've seen that again and again in my life. And I hear it every time I hear Gary Schmidt speak and get transported back to my days at Calvin College. It was Calvin College back then. And hearing about what it means to live in God's story there. Storyboards can do the same thing as long as we can get rid of that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to refresh, and we're going to go like this. There we go. Getting there. One more. Come on. There we go. Okay. So, storyboards can help students, and they can help us, and they can help our colleagues, and they can help our students' families to see the story of our class, to map our location and to point where they're headed. That idea of the story of a class is one that, for me, it's a little daunting because, first of all, it makes, it, makes me think, I have to have a whole journey that I'm going to guide my students in. Like, a lot of times, I'm kind of going one day to another. You too? <laughs> and in fact, good teaching does respond to our students, right? So, but what if we were able to kind of see 
how we can point all of our learning towards Jesus. Towards thinking about, in my case, helping students to see how God reveals and they respond. That's my storyline. Okay? And storyboards give that articulate way of doing that, and it gives you the um, daily reminder or weekly reminder of having a liturgy of reflection. Tish Harrison Warren, awesome book, Literature, Liturgy of the Ordinary. It's got peanut butter jelly sandwich on the cover. It's amazing. We don't wake up daily and form a way of being in the world from scratch, and we don't think our way through every action of our day. We move in patterns that we've set over time, day by day. And these habits and these practices shape our loves, they shape our desires, and ultimately, they shape who we are and what we worship. So, the purpose of storyboards is really easily explained to me by thinking of a story from my own life. I had these posters hanging up in my middle school science classroom for years. And it's a great poster. Smokey the Bear, like tracks, so many good things. But it was just kind of there. And by the end of the year, the students never even noticed them. It just became wallpaper. And they weren't helping our students to learn because they weren't moving. But also, what's the story that this poster is telling? Well, if we start looking at it, it's got a good message. The forest belongs to every living thing. But it's not the best message. And so what I'm trying to do, what I learned to do, is I want them, I want my students to try to see, well, something much deeper and something much better. The forest belongs to God. And I want to see them take actions in recognizing that. And so I sought to do that. So I went to my storyline. I went to my deep hope. You can see those right up there. And right after that, I started to think, how passionate am I about that storyline? And how passionate am I about that deep hole? Am I passionate enough that I'm trying to live that out with students? Am I trying to get my students invited, nurtured, and empowered in understanding what I'm trying to get at there? But also, this was another thing that I got stuck on for a long time. And I don't know about you, but articulating a deep hope for me was a long process. And I know from coaching at least one of you in this room, it was a long process. But when it comes down to it, why are you here? Why do you love teaching? Why did you love teaching in a Christian school? And what do you want your students to get out of it? That's deep hope. So, what does a storyline actually look like? You're going to get to see some, uh, a whole bunch of uh, different examples in a little bit. Um, but I'll show you some of my examples to start. 
They're going to involve artifacts. They include student work and, and reflection. One year, I had two different kinds of uh, slips just hanging out on my storyline all year long. One said, God reveals his fingerprints through. And the other said, I respond to God's fingerprints by. The idea here with the response was that of finger painting. And I used that to invite my students. I said to them, you know how when you finger paint in kindergarten art class, your teacher is really proud of you? They're like, yeah. You know how when you get home from kindergarten art class that day, your mom might not be so proud of you because now you've got paint all over your clothes. You know? Well, that's a little bit of how our actions can uh, sometimes uh, be intended for good but kind of go in the bad. And we want to think about how can we be listeners to that listeners to God in order to make those right decisions. Now on the other hand, I say I also say to my students, have you ever made a, made a finger painting and your parents immediately were furious with the finger painting because you were doing it on their freshly painted wall? Well, that's going to be another response that is not going to be one that's very pleasing to your parents. And don't we, in our lives, have the same kind of thing? Clay and I were just looking out this window just a few minutes ago. And if you go right over here, you can see this concrete, what do you want to call it? Rapids, I guess. A concrete rapids. And the St. Joe River going through South Bend, it's actually a pretty ugly thing. But... Because it's all concrete. And they've created things to allow life to form in it. They've created things that allow animals to, to swim upstream. But in itself, it's not aesthetically reflecting our creator. In some ways. So the thing is, by looking at those things and reflecting on those we can hopefully help our students to see God's story in a little clearer way. These are a couple other um, things that I've collected over the years. Um, there was a prompt where um, we, had, we said, what fingerprints are you going to leave behind? And a student wrote a reflection. This is actually one of my former students, but this is her high school work. And it says, I took some pictures by the lake near my house before school started. And these pictures are really beautiful. They show God's creation. God could have made anything. And he, chose, he chooses to make amazing things for all of us. That's special. This Bible verse reminds me to be still and let God work. I find it meaningful because God made our skies colorful and outstanding. He didn't have to. He chose to. This is a God moment. He gave us this to show us that he's in every little thing. Now that can be an assessment for an art teacher, uh, maybe in a photography class. Maybe this can be uh, just a reflection, and not just a reflection. Maybe this can be a reflection that helps us to understand um, just a little bit of what the student's thinking and a little bit of where the student is on understanding that, um, that storyboard.
that storyline. And so a storyboard is giving a place where students can show that they're reflecting on the story. But it also is giving a place where they can reflect on from each other. Some of the schools I've been to um, recently have big bulletin boards in the hall where students are constantly posting um, their thoughts on their learning. And teachers are making time and space for that. And that's a great thing. But not every student's work is going up there because then you got kind of get lost in the weeds. So there's a little bit of um, curating that um, a teacher needs to do. Here's, um, here's what I did for, uh, um, uh, for, for my storyboard during, uh, during the worst times of the pandemic. In this, case, in this time, um, I had students actually uh, collect uh, portfolios. And throughout their portfolios, I, uh, or throughout their, the school year, I had them do a lot of different forms of reflecting. Sometimes it was writing a psalm. Sometimes it was writing a letter to um, a teacher or to a, a fellow student. Sometimes it was just a reflection on uh, where they were at that point. Sometimes it was actually, you know, something that grew out of the out of our curriculum. We even had them making videos because we could take our masks out outside, off outside. That was a nice thing, you know. And when we show, when we were able to look at that at the end of our school year, they could really see this journey of getting deeper into the learning of. Um, how they're seeing God's fingerprints and getting deeper in God's story. And it was a, such a pleasure to hear students reflect on that. There we go. Um, here's another example of some of, the, um, some of the ways that I've had students reflect. Sometimes I'll even throw a prompt on there that just says, hey, this is going to be one of these prompts that allows you to make sure, and I want you to really think about this because this is going to go up on the board. Um, I this comes and goes because I, I do think that sometimes when I when I have a prompt like that, students say, "Oh, now I have to actually perform," and other times I don't. So I've kind of not gone away from that. But that liturgy, that routine of reflection, is still something that I'm trying to always get going. There are other things that make up a, um, a storyboard too. Having learning targets and through lines to point the way, let's make sure that we show them the so what. Um, I heard just yesterday um, such a great definition of a learning target. It's explaining the why of what you're teaching. I really like that. I don't know. Something I'm still chewing on a little bit. Um, scripture passages. That's from Pete's school. Uh, flex celebrations, photos of students at work, a central theme that you can use with your class. And I've got so many examples, and we're not even going to have time for all of them. But um, what's your task in it? Well, this is a um, this is a, this is an example of a middle elementary teacher. The teacher is creating the framework, and the students are, are populating it, right? And uh, inserting their voices in it. 
It didn't look like this from the start. It's changed quite a lot. Usually, and I would say always, a storyboard should include the deep hope. It should include a storyline because your students can then see what do you want from them. They need to be able to refer back to that. And they and what's the title of the gospel according to Clay Lovers? They want to know that. Okay? It tells a story of learning within God's story. So here we go. This is a story that shows servant working. It shows I can reflect on giving my sewing project away. And I can cho- uh, choose who to give my towel to. Sounds like a really intriguing flex there. Why are they giving away a towel? The essential or long-term learning targets. This is my big goal for myself this year. Trying to do a better job with helping to articulate those learning targets. Being curious and wondering about God's creation. Other ones. Giving student input, student quotes, student reflections, connecting to Deep Hope's storyline are so key. there's some more. And I have all of these um, examples available and there's a bit.ly link in just a few minutes. So how do you build it? Well, have some ready-to-use items. Print photos. And in case you're interested in seeing what they look like, here we go. This is an elementary English language arts class. Started only with the line, the border, maybe one learning target. Beginning of the year, they went through the deep hope, uh, through the teacher's deep hope, and started to dissect that, take that apart. And then, as the as the um, unit that they taught kept going, and I this is this was a long unit. This wasn't mine. Um, they kept adding all of these different learning targets that really added, and you can see the variety there too. There's where it started. And here's some of the um, little zoom-ins on it. I can be creative and imaginative as I wonder about story, title, and uh, curvature. I can decide uh, who the target audience uh, is for our books. I can invite Peter H. Reynolds to Zoom with our class. That's pretty cool. And then here's a habit of learning. I can give kind, uh, helpful, and specific feedback. So there's so many of these rich examples of students that are actually really thinking about their experience in school. So I'm hoping that you have a device here. And if you don't, then maybe what we can do is maybe we can get together in some groups. Because what I'd really like us to do is I'd like you to have a little bit of time for you to look at some storyboard examples. I've, uh, I've put together um, a lot of examples from uh, preschool all the way through secondary, um, right at that bit.ly link there. And... What I'm hoping for is that we can take just a little bit of time. Is that all right by you so that you don't have to just sit and listen to me talk? Yeah, probably. 
Um, but as, and I'd like you to just look for things and look for noticings that have to do with the following. And these are, the, these are all the items that I was just running through just a little bit ago. Storyboard's not a bulletin board. They're showing progress. They're showing passion and engagement. It's simple so that students can articulate your deep hope and storyline. And you can see the ones over there. Would that be okay if we took a little time for that? Okay. Um, our time right now is 2.50. What if we were to take about 10 minutes in order for us just to um, do some looking? And then after that, um, after that time, we'll come together and we'll share what, we, what we've noticed. Good deal. Okay. Any questions right now? Okay. If you have any problems finding it, let me know. And I'll help you out. And I'll be walking around as well. I think the caps have to be the same. Yes, they do. Oh, oh that. okay. Yeah, that's what I would have I'm sorry that I made that. I said, 
And I think the more that we can solve that, yeah. um, yeah. so like all yeah. the
We are, um, we did our 10 minutes, um, and so I, I, I do want to keep going, unfortunately. Is it okay if we kind of come back together? Is that all right by you? So, um, all right. So, what were some of the things that you that you noticed in your uh, in your reviews? Was there anything in particular that that might have stood out to somebody? Um, Anything you appreciated? I appreciate how a lot of these examples are using um, learning targets to both like tell the narrative of what's happening in the classroom, but also be a guide for like what artifacts they're including on the boards. Sure. Could you all hear that? Okay. Great. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Anybody else? That's fine. That's fine. I really need to get new batteries for this. All right. Um, you will notice in the um, in the next pages of this that there are a lot of tools that can help you to design um, a storyboard or a document panel. That and and really, when it comes down to it, you've got to kind of consider what are the different ways that I want to. Um, have students learn about the story of my class. Sometimes um, I've seen ones that are chronological, that they are just saying, in September we did this, in October we did this. Sometimes it's more thematic in, uh, in order for us to try to think about uh, connecting to a, a through line in particular, to a, one of the habits of limit living. So these are the examples of times where we were servant workers. And, um, and these were the times where we were justice seekers. And this is what I learned about that. And then sometimes there will even be uh, these anchors. How are we addressing understanding that storyline better? Um, there's, we've got some uh, template examples here. They're going to be really tiny in here, but if you want to have bigger copies of that, if you uh, want to get in contact with me, I would be more than happy to talk with you about uh, and send you, send you those. Um, but we do have a little larger version here. This is that chronological one that just shows how are we doing in our journey together. These different engagements... Uh, you're noticing that they've got examples of student work, and then they've also got um, a learning target, and they've also got some of the reflections uh, on this. These are the things that we noticed about this first engagement. And on this map, it's saying, here's our September. It looks like this class was aiming to have basically three engagements, three times where the teachers are ha the teacher is having students Think about that storyline, that gospel story of the class in September, two in no October, two in November, 
Is that if that that would average out to about every other week? Okay. Um, the thematic design it can uh, have all kinds of sections, and it starts to look a little messy. But learning is messy, right? I mean, a clean science room is a science room where there's not a lot of science happening, in my, in my experience at yes, least. Sir. You know? And because the messes are where the exciting things happen. Okay? Um, the third one, the driving question or the anchor design, now it's all progressing right out of that deep hole. And here's where we might be able to even tap into some of the ways in which we are living out our learning of the story. Here are some of our uh, contacts with real people that we are having by having people come in to our classrooms or by us going out. Um, here's some of the real work, the beautiful work of making the world the way that God wants it to be. Maybe there's, uh, maybe there's uh, a spot that you dedicate just for the important academic and curricular work that you're doing. Or uh, I was talking with one of my teachers yesterday about a letter writing uh, unit that they did in second grade. And two of her students wrote to the President of the United States and got a letter back from the President of the United States. Now, we all know that the President of the United States didn't actually sign it, but you know, that's a treasure. And that allows that student to have such an incredible um, sense of agency in the world, right? Um, because, and, and isn't that what we're called to be as citizens of a kingdom? Right? Um, so how do you go about it? Well, you reviewed some pictures, but it really starts out with a sketch. Okay? So you have a sketch here, and you build on it. Those learning targets, you can see them all tacked around. Sometimes you might want to have one that uh, is just a... <laughs> this one looks like a PowerPoint with uh, a, lot of, a lot of different look. And... As you go and uh, start building your storyline, you're going to have to consider some of the real-world aspects. Like, where is it going to be? How are you actually going to have activities that help students to do this? Um, what artifacts do you want displayed? Um, and think about all the um, different criteria that you've got those blue things that we had when you uh, um, on the other page that had this bit.ly link on there. Those things are going to make all the difference um, for helping your students uh, to really see God's story in a brand new way. And I know that we're almost out of time because didn't we start? Are we supposed to be done right now? Uh, just a minute. Yep. We've got just a minute. So I'm going to skip. What's that? Six minutes. Six minutes? Holy moly, this is great. Okay, so I was, I mean, at, at one point I did that. I would have loved to have a design time, but that would be a whole nother hour. And we just can't do that in the confines of CEA. So, but 
one of the things I would like for you to commit to try is I'd like you to take some time in the next three weeks. Let's just say, or let's say before, yeah, before a week after Reformation Day. No, I don't know. I got nothing. All right. But take, set some time aside to really look around your room. And it's just doing a walk in your room, in your classroom, and find a board. Find a bulletin board where you haven't really touched it since the beginning of the school year. Ask yourself, what could students do with that board that would allow me to see that they're actually thinking about what it means to be a Christ follower? And what are the things that they could put that help them to encourage each other on? Okay? A storyboard timeline, that's just saying, try to set aside a time. Maybe it's every, maybe it's, maybe it's the uh, after lunch on Tuesdays, every other week, or something like that, where you say, what, if the, what are the things that we've been learning? And what does it actually mean to Jesus? Do you think that Jesus is proud of you, proud of us? If, we, if he's not, how can we do better? Those are some of those connections to these rhythms or to these protocols of reflection that allow us to um, really see who we are and see who we are becoming. And if you want to email ideas to me, feel free to. Here's my email address. It's E-U. It's not U-E. People get that wrong all the time. It's the problem with having a weird Dutch name, you know? It's just she. Um, but I would love to take a look, and I would love to help you out. So here are the targets that we went, to, went into, okay? We we're hoping to articulate the importance of using a dedicated space. And I'm hoping that you're a little bit farther along on that. I know I am. We didn't get to the second, the second one. We didn't get to do much collaboration, but I got to see some people talking, and that's good. So I'm going to give myself a two on that one out of five, but maybe a little higher on the other one, hopefully. Okay? Here's the... Um, Here's our parting thought. Whether we examine our daily activities theologically or not, our daily activities shape our view of God and ourselves. So examining our daily life through the lens of liturgy, through the lens of taking time to reflect, that's talking about, allows us to see who these habits are shaping us to be and the ways that we can live as people who have been loved and transformed by God. And if we use storyboards as a liturgy in our classrooms, I really think that we and our students are going to be better equipped to live as people who are loved and transformed by God. And that's what I've got for you today. Thank you, Tim. Thank you.